0: Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hello everyone, welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm so glad you joined me tonight. I'm really, really excited that you're here, whatever part of the world you're listening to me from, if you're listening, whatever time zone that may be, and if it's wherever it is, I'm glad that you're joining me tonight, and I'm glad that you're here, and I would like to let you know that tonight I'm starting a new series, and it's, uh, you know, my pastor, uh, the senior pastor of the church where I go, he, one year, the Lord just gave him the whole year's worth of of what he wanted him to preach on. And, you know, uh, he he was, uh, these, these teachings that, uh, this was in January of 2008, he began these teachings and uh, he taught an entire year of different uh, subtopics of uh, basically the pillars of the Christian faith. And so this month I'm going to begin actually a series on the spiritual heart. With tonight is going to be, I'm going to be speaking about the repentant heart. And so I will go, I'm going to be sharing on the repentance in the life of the sinner and the believer and also the fruits that come from repentance. So, it's going to be an awesome night. The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is directing everything. And at any time, should you you want to call in with a prayer request, or if you have a question, or anything like that, feel free to call 646-668-2093. Well, one thing I, I wanted to keep you updated about, if you don't already know, is that I have been given permission. Uh, Fire Talk Radio has been given permission from uh, a, a bunch of different artists, wonderfully and men, men and women of God, that are going to that have given me permission to play their music, so I'm really, really excited about that, and all teaching materials that I'm using in this series that I'm actually going to be doing a year's worth of teaching that my pastor did, uh, and just kind of format it in my, I guess, my personality, uh, my character, but um, that's been given with permission as well, so they've all been given I've been given permission to use all the materials, so just up front there. And the exciting thing is, Becky Pierce, uh, Becky Jim and Becky Pierce, Zachary
1: Smith,
0: Bishop McCurdy, Bishop McCurdy, and Leland, and a whole bunch of other people have given personally given me permission to play their music. So I'm going to be starting out with one of these songs. By Zachary Smith And it's called Times Of Refreshing Be
1: blessed I'll be right back Mm my Father's song in the place of restoration, yeah. in the secret place of God, I have found
0: I am so grateful, so grateful to the Lord for his times, times of refreshing. In Acts 3.19, in the Amplified Version, it reads, So repent, change your mind and purpose, turn around and return to God that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean. That times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air, may come from the presence of the Lord. And that's Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Now, just to let you know, the root meaning of repentance is a change of mind and heart and purpose. It is a deep sorrow, compunction, or contrition for a past sin, wrongdoing, or the like. The only way to repent, to truly repent, is to have a truly godly sorrow. Because as I'm sure you know, there really is a difference between being sorry that you got caught with your hand in the cookie jar... Or being sorry that you went off your diet and cheated with a cookie. And really actually being sorry that you did it because you knew that you went off your diet and you should be on your diet. What's the difference between the two. One is getting caught with their hand in the cookie drawer. Like, oh, no, I got caught with my hand in the cookie drawer. I'm in trouble. My parents are there, or whatever. And you're like, or my spouse is watching me and and what should i do and then there's a difference between that and there is a difference between being seriously seriously repentant repentant for the sin itself and um because sin it's not it's not a weakness uh it's not a weakness it's not an unfortunate fortunate happening or a mistake, it's it's a transgression of divine law. And any act regarding, regarded as such a transgression, especially a willful or deliberate violation of some religious or moral principle, any reprehensible or regrettable action, behavior or relapse, Sin is a personal guilt. And each of us are going to have to stand before God and give an account for our own sin, for what we did with our... We're going to have to give an account for what we did with our tongue, our treasure, with our talents, and with our time. (laughs) It's a... a lot of this four T's are the really big, powerful TNT, dynamite T's, because that's a lot of what we do with our time. Do we spend our time on Facebook um, three-quarters of the day on Facebook? Because we get in one place, and then we click on that post, and that has another post, and
1: <clears throat>
0: excuse me, whatever the case may be. What are we doing with our time? Are we... Spending that time wisely The Bible says redeeming the time For the days are evil I might not be quoting it verbatim But it's basically talking about Redeeming the time for the days are evil And so You know And and Jesus is coming back Very very soon You may say Well I've been hearing that a really long time Well the case that, That may be true But Jesus said when he was in when he was with the disciples and he said he was gonna come back soon. Or when he was taken when he ascended into heaven, the angels told the the disciples looking gazing up into heaven, they said in the same manner that you see him that you've seen him leave, basically it's the same manner he's gonna come back. So and we have to be watchful and ready and waiting on that day he is coming back very soon, and even if he doesn't come back in the catching away of the church in the rapture, then he's he he he's gonna say if it doesn't come fifty years from now. Well, maybe he's gonna come for he will come for us individually, and we're gonna have to stand before him on the day of judgment, and he's gonna say what did you do with your time? Did you spend it wisely? Did you spend it for my kingdom? Did you did you spend it to advance my kingdom? Because if you were to sit, sit there for a minute and do absolutely nothing, you can't get that minute back ever. Now, you know, it does say and talks about in the Bible how Jesus says in the book of Joel, in fact, if you want to turn to the book of Joel with me, Joel, and that would be um, Chapter 2 So we go here to I'm going to look it up Joel And that would be Chapter 2 And it says In verse See so if I get down here talks about Um Let me find it here. Okay, this is a different version. I'm trying to see the version I have here. New King James Version. And it talks about in verse... Okay, I'm going there slowly. Okay, 25, 225. This is the version that I'm reading in. It may sound different in your Bible version. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust. And then it continues on there. <clears throat> and it it is uh, so God can definitely restore the years, but the the issue is. You know, we need to redeem the time, and we need to spend. We need to, um, if we've been wasting time, we need to maybe take an in inventory. You know how some people they will, in order to to do a budget, they will, they will uh, write down everything, everything that has been spent. So when they write down everything that's been spent, then they they. um they make an inventory of that, and then they calculate what um what money am I wasting? what money could I really be saving? what money needs to be spent? If we did that with the time and see what what amount of time we're actually actually spending on the kingdom to advance the kingdom then then we'd be surprised and we need to make adjustments in that and and in our 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 treasure you know are what gifts do you bring the king what gifts do i bring the king do, am i supporting his missions am i supporting uh ministries am i supporting the gospel am i sowing seed toward am i uh, and also another way of sowing is with your time you can sow time as well but with your treasure are you advancing the gospel and also are you are you spending that treasure to to glorify God and to help somebody out in whatever way if it's, it's just selling into their life and then with our talents are we using our the talent that God gave us, whether that be a gift of administration if it be being creative to to draw to to sketch to paint to being musical? And things like that, you know, what is it something like that? Is it something, something like that that you have, the talents and things? What, how are you using your talents to advance the kingdom of God? Are, are you using the talents that God gave you to advance the kingdom of God? And then there's um, our tongue. Oh, that's a big one right there. Our tongue, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Are we building people up and edifying them? or Are we tearing them down? Are we speaking life over our, our, our circumstances, over other people? And even if that person's not in the room with us, uh, are we speaking life over them? Or are we talking behind their back? If there's a difference in going to a godly person that you is a confidant, a godly is a confidant of yours, speaking in a in a uh, correct manner, an appropriate way of of a situation that you might be having a problem with. There's a difference between that. But there's also a difference between that and a difference of talking on that person's back and saying it in an appropriate way. For example, that person is, a, a, I can't believe there's this, that, and the other, and there's such a whatever it is. If it's inappropriate, you're still speaking cursing. You're not speaking life, you're speaking death over that person. And you yes, say, it says blessing, and, and I, I said before you blessing and cursing, life and death choose life. So, we need to speak blessing over ourselves and blessing over other people, even when they're not in the room and And also we need to just take with that with that uh with that blessing and speaking life because we'll be forgiven for it, but if we truly repent, but when we go before the Lord, we're gonna have to give an account of every idle word spoken on the Day of Judgment we're gonna to have to give an account. So I don't know about you but I'm gonna bridle my tongue, you know, it says the tongue is, is a small member but it's like the, the ship the um the tongue is I'm gonna actually look that up on And uh if you look that up in uh um but the tongue it it's it says who can tame the tongue. You know, it's like, uh, I'm just looking it up here. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to James three. teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, A world of iniquity, the tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by mankind but no man can tame the tongue it is an unruly evil full of deadly poison with it we bless our god and father and with it we curse men who have been made in the simil- similitude of god one of the same out of the same mouth proceed Blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. So it's talking about the untamable tongue. We have to bridle our tongue. We have to take control of that tongue, and we have to be careful, very careful, what we speak, because one day we will have to give an account for every idle word that we have spoken. And also with with the with the with the tongue and the words we speak. It's also very important that our situations, our, our mountains, our problems, we speak alive. We speak the word of God over. It. And if we're tempted to say something else, that we just keep quiet. And that we don't speak against authority because God puts people up. He raises them up and he raises them down. And, and he said to pray for those in leadership and those who who have those in authority and not to, to talk, you know, talk bad about them because he put them there. Whether we like them or not, we're still supposed to pray for them and not talk bad about them. Now, iniquity is a gross injustice or wickedness. Some people have iniquity in the heart because deep down on the inside, they desire to commit a sin Even though they have not yet done it for the fear and the humiliation of being caught, they still have that desire. It lurks in their members. And sins of the heart also require repentance. You may ask, well, what are sins of the heart? Jealousy, bitterness, unforgiveness, uh, malice, lust, anger, anger. Things are, are a couple of examples of sins of the heart. So we need to just turn to God. We need to acknowledge our sin before him and uh, confess it, confess that sin with godly sorrow and the gift of repentance which only God can give. We receive it and he will give it to us. In the book of Acts chapter 11, eight Uh, Verse 18b says, Then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance unto life. 2 Timothy 2.25 reads, If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth, you repent by believing God's word. I repent by believing God's word. And that's how... That's how the repentant comes by believing his word because in Jonah 3, verse 5, in the Amplified, it says, So the people of Nineveh believed in God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth in penitent mourning from the greatest of them even to the least of them. Now, God's mercy... It should never, ever be taken for granted because some things they can never be changed, they can never be undone. It doesn't matter how sorry we are afterwards and as I was saying about the tongue and taming the tongue, some things like if we have not if we've not uh bridled our tongue and we've we've spewed out a bunch of uh Curses pretty much every person either cuss them out or we've spoken bad about them or critical or we said something and like the second we say it, oh, no, I can't believe I said that. And we're so sorry we said it, but the damage is already done. Yes, they may forgive you and time will go on, but the damage is still there. And you can't take those words back, unfortunately, and you will hear those words again on the Day of Judgment when you stand before God. That's a sobering thought. Hmm. Hebrews chapter 12, 16 through 17 reads, in the Amplified, it says that Esau sold his birthright for a single meal. And, And this is what it reads, For you understand that later on when he wanted to regain title to his inheritance of the blessing, he was rejected, disqualified, and set aside. For he could find no opportunity to repair by repentance what he had done, no chance to recall the choice he had made, although he sought for it carefully with bitter tears. That is so sad. Now, repentance for the sinner is brought through by the preaching of the gospel. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 37 through 38, in the Amplify, it reads, Now when they heard this, they were stung, cut to the heart, and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? And Peter answered them, repent, Change your views and purpose to accept the will of God in your inner selves instead of rejecting it. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of and release from your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And what a gift the Holy Spirit is. Now, when Peter's talking about being baptized, um, now, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of release from sins, for example, I have some listeners from in South Africa, some in Pakistan, some in India, some in places that are not, um, they're, they're hostile towards Christians. So perhaps, you're in an underground church listening to this right now. Perhaps you're by yourself listening to this. Nobody knows you're a Christian because of circumstances like that. If you cannot, if you don't have a church, you can't openly go and get yourself baptized, you can baptize yourself in your bathtub or. Some other place it's you know, full immersion, because it's 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 burying the old man with its old nature, its old sinful ways, everything that our old man was. We we go under full immersion in the water, and then where we we died, uh, that old man is dead, and then we come up into new life with a new man, uh, and so. You know, my pastor, I think it was either his grandfather, I don't think it was his father, I think it was either his grandfather or his great-grandfather, his uncle, somebody, a member of his family got saved by reading the Bible. And when they read the Bible, they found out about the the, uh, commandment, the ordinance to be water baptized as a remission of, you know, as as an outward sign, basically, of an inward... Inward commitment sort of thing And and, an outward sign so to speak Well he didn't Either I may get Some of this a wee bit wrong But I I know I have the gist of it right But he didn't He didn't have anybody uh, to baptize him Right away and he wanted to be baptized Right away because he wanted to Obey God and Obey the ordinance so He filled up the bathtub and Before he Before he Went all the way under. He just prayed to the Lord and said, and then he baptized himself in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus. And then he went under, and came back up. And then later on, when it was, when he was able to, he got baptized uh, by the, by um, somebody in the in the church. So you can baptize yourself if you're if you're in those areas and you you don't have a way and um, now, another way that repentance for the sinner comes is through the goodness of God. In Romans 2, verse 4 in the Amplified, it reads Or are you so blind as to trifle with and presume upon and despise and underestimate the wealth of his kindness and forbearance and long suffering? Are you mindful, unmindful, or actually ignorant of the fact that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance or to repent, to change your mind and inner man to accept God's will? So, Goodness of God, His kindness, His sweet, His sweetness, His loving he, he lead that the goodness of God leads us to repentance, and I am so, so grateful for that. Now, remember this one very important fact: that God's mercy is extended to all. In 2 Pierre 3.9, it reads, The Lord does not delay and is not tardy or slow about what he promises. According to some people's conception of slowness, but he is long-suffering, extraordinarily patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish, but that all should turn to repentance. And that was two Peter chapter three, verse nine in the Amplified. Now also there is repentance for the believer. Now repentance for the believer comes through different ways. It comes through God's reproof and chastisement. Those are some big words. I'm going to go ahead and look them up in the dictionary for you because I should have had that available ahead of time. But um, just because they're old words, I should say, not necessarily big words. They're just older words. that are not really used that much nowadays. I'm going to go look it up at dictionary.com. I'll tell you what it says here the act of reproving, censoring, or rebuking, an expression of censure or rebuke. Um, So that's an act or expression of rebuke. So that's just basically like discipline. And then the other one, chastisement, pretty much. Let go back here and look that up for you because it's these are kind of they're just like I said, not necessarily big words, you just don't always see them much of except um in the Bible a lot at least for me anyway uh chastisement in dictionary dot com is severe criticism, a rebuke or strong reprimand, corporal punishments, a beating. You know, the chastisement of our peace was upon Jesus and by his stripes were healed. So, um, but anyway, back to the repentance. For the Lord corrects and disciplines everyone whom he loves and he punishes, even scourges, scourges every son whom he accepts and welcomes to his heart and cherishes. That's Hebrews 12.6 in the Amplified. For our earthly father disciplined us for only a short period of time and chastised us as seemed proper and good to them. But he disciplined us for our certain good. That we may become sharers in his own holiness. For the time being, no discipline brings joy, but seems grievous and painful. But afterwards, it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it, a harvest of fruit which consists in righteousness and conformity to God's will in purpose, thought, and action, resulting in right living and right standing with God. And that's Hebrews 12, verses 10 through 11. Now, I don't know about y'all, but when I got a spanking or I got a whipping, it was not fun, but I certainly learned from it. Or if I was grounded or whatever the case was, the form of discipline then it was not fun at all but it did bring about a good result now when this uh when the bible here is talking about discipline it's not talking about child abuse god is god is not a child abuser when it talks about discipline it's talking about appropriate correction appropriate discipline appropriate spanking now, like if you if a child has done something wrong, you go to them and tell them <clears throat> what they've done wrong. And you say why they're getting a spanking. Ask them to, if it's involved something, ask them to have that person forgive them. Ask them to have you, ask ask you to forgive them. And ask God to forgive them. And, uh, and then you don't never, you never spank out of anger. And then, when it when it you know when it's done, you you correct the child and you forgive them.
1: <coughs>
0: Excuse me, and you never bring it up. Sorry about that. I didn't mean, to cough in your ear. <laughs> but you never bring it up again, and you ask, you know, you don't bring it up again, it's just like God doesn't bring up our spin. i <laughs> Video clips when you have something go down the wrong pipe. <laughs> now, where was I? <clears throat> I was speaking about disciplining the child and then not bringing it up again because if we do that, I mean, God doesn't throw things up in our face about things, so... We should not throw it up in the child's face or in in really anybody's face if, if if they've done anything wrong. And you know, so it's talking about God's not a child abuser, and uh, disciplining those that you love. And um, you know, and and uh, so it brings it brings a, the it yields a peaceable fruit. And in um, there's one part where it talks about uh, God. God disciplines those that He loves, and so He disciplines that those that He loves. And um, that's in Proverbs three twelve. I don't know if it's a verse I'm thinking of. I don't think it is, but it says, um, "For whom the Lord loves, He corrects." just as a father, the son, in whom he delights. Excuse me. Now, also, there is in Hebrews, I might be thinking of Hebrews, it says, and you have not forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. For those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, and he scourges every son whom he receives. <clears throat> now, in parts of the Bible, it talks about if um, a, a, he only disciplines those that he loves. Now, if he doesn't discipline us or anybody, then that means that they're illegitimate and they're not children. They're not his children. So. Just, I wanted to clarify that on discipline because some people might de- be deceived if they've, you know, if they've been in child abuse situations, if they've had, if they've been abused, or they know somebody's abused, or they've witnessed the abuse, they think that that's what discipline is, but that's not what discipline is. It's not correct form of discipline. It's abuse, and there's there's a difference. So I just wanted to just clarify that with you. And so now in Revelation 3.19, those whom I dearly and tenderly love, <clears throat> excuse me, I tell their faults and convict and convince and reprove and chasten. them. I discipline and instruct them So be enthusiastic and in earnest and burning with zeal and repent, changing your mind and attitude. That's Revelation 319. Now, another thing that helps believers repent is a new vision of God. Job, chapter 42, verses 5 through 6 in the Amplified reads, I had heard of you only by the hearing of the ear, but now my spiritual eyes see you. Therefore I loathe my words and abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Now another way for the believer to repent is through the loving reproof of a brother. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 24 through 26, New King James Version, it says, <clears throat> And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. And that was 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 24-26. through 26. At our church, uh, when the, the the holy the anointing is so strong, it's so wonderful. And a lot of times, uh, the anointing comes on on you so strong that you can't even stand. It talks in the Bible that the priests they couldn't even stand to minister um, because they were saying the Lord is the is good and His mercy endures, uh, just like uh, Zachary Smith was was singing about. And, uh, and but after, after and the glory cloud came in and they couldn't stand a minister, the priest couldn't stand a minister because of the glory cloud. But um, so that is uh, right there with uh, so that when the the when the glory takes over, I mean, people call it called fall under the power in the book of John when the roman soldiers came looking for Jesus he says so who is it that you look for they said jesus of nazareth and he said it is i and they fell back they they fell fell out well they fell out under the power of the glory of god And that happened twice they came back up and and it happened a second time and when the when the uh angel rolled back the team and uh and at where jesus was the soldiers fell out under the power, that um it is often referred to at our church as God's operating table because God's operating and taking just he's operating he's taking things out that shouldn't be there, and he's putting in more of him so that there's less of us and more of him, like john uh the the Baptist was saying. Uh, I must decrease, and he must increase and there is a uh wonderful dear man of God that goes to our church that's called is is um is bishop James McCurdy and he's a psalmist and he is um uh, he's able to uh, the Lord just gives him songs right there, and uh he gives him the music for it as well and so when he's when he's um when he he was there one time he he wrote a he wrote a song called operate on me and it's it's my heart's desire and i pray that it is yours as well and we're going to go to that right now by bishop james mccurdy and it's called operate on me
1: I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm holding on to you. I really must break through. Cause I'm, not leaving, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving like I'm Oh, this is my day of change. Lord, take up everything. May be Jesus. Please, please lay your hands. Lay your hands on me. Operate on me, Lord. I need you to operate on me, Jesus. Please, 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 please. Operate on me. Operate on me.
0: for his grace and his mercy and that he operates on us when we're under the anointing because the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage now three fruits of repentance are the acknowledgement and confession of sin that's one of them and another one is humility asking God for mercy now and if Turn with me in your Bibles to Luke 18, that's Luke chapter 18, need to go here myself, tell you some things you prepare in your notes and then other things the Holy Spirit will tell you as you go so you're not all the way, all the way on there, but, um, Let's see here now. Luke eighteen, and start with verse. Start with verse nine, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read that actually out of the New King James Version. So I'm gonna change that on here. Now we're gonna start at verse nine the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. Also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men abortioners and just adulterers or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all that I possess and the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me a sinner I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. So he was more justified than the other guy who was pious and prideful and pompous. And then continue reading. It says, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. That's, uh Nebuchadnezzar can can give you can can witness to that. He got so prideful that he ended up eating grass for a really long time. He was uh, like a wild animal because God reduced him. If if you're not going to be humbled, God will humble you. So we need to practice humility now and ask God for for mercy now. Very, very, very important fruit of repentance, making restitution or apologizing if you've done something wrong or if you've said something wrong, whatever the case may be. In Luke 19, verse 8, it reads So then Zacchaeus stood up and solemnly declared to the Lord, See, Lord, the half of my goods I now give. By way of restoration to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I now restore four times as much. Praise God for restitution, for making amends and making restitution, apologizing with those that we've harmed. Now, in order for us to stay in right standing with God, we must maintain a repentant heart toward Him. We have to keep our hearts humble, have to have a teachable heart and attitude, be grateful, have a thankful heart, thank Him for all things and all things, and never be self-righteous. And we need to check our heart temperature, our spiritual heart temperature on a daily basis. Are we hot, cold, or are we lukewarm? Because if we're lukewarm, God will spew us, vomit, spit us out of his mouth. I don't want to be spat out of his mouth. And also, a very, very, very important thing, we need to be very, very careful with who we associate with. Now, yes, some things are different. If we're ministering to somebody, if it's a if it's someone who's ministering to them, that's a different situation. But we need to be careful who we associate with and who we allow to influence us. For example, if there's a you know, um a, a man needs to protect his, his wife um, from from who her friends are, be careful and to protect her heart because suppose She's okay, but then she starts hanging around a woman who starts talking about how she, you know, all men are just dogs and they, you know, they're good for nothing and you know she should just, you know, just disrespect him, not submit to him. And next thing you know, she's going to be doing all those things and end up divorcing the man or getting in serious marriage trouble. That's just one example. I mean, and if you're hanging around somebody who says, "Oh, don't worry about souls and winning them," and Just be very, very careful who you are hanging around with. It's okay to be acquaintances with people, but be very careful who you allow to influence you and who you associate with on a regular basis. And allow the Word of God to be your guide and the peace of God to reign in your heart. When you sin, confess it to God immediately. Make it right with a person or situation Whatever whatever it is that's happening uh that is has happened and then uh, make it right, accept the cleansing of the blood of Jesus or washed by the, the blood or washed clean, made righteous by the blood of the Lamb. Though he sends me a scarlet, they'll be like crimson, I will wash them make them whiter than snow. And so I didn't close that all verbatim, but it's it's uh, just Google it. <laughs> so um, we just have to accept the cleansing of the word, of the blood, and and uh, and allow God and uh, receive the forgiveness for ourselves. Sometimes we're hardest on ourselves, and that's we're the hardest on ourselves, much harder than other people are on ourselves. So we need to just receive that. And the Lord once told me, He said. When you're in self-condemnation, you are in agreement with the devil and his lies. Why not come to into agreement with me and the truth? I am the way, the truth, and the life. So I'll say that again. When you're in self-condemnation, you come into agreement with the devil and his lies. Why not come into agreement with me? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, when we receive, then, therefore, God is telling God, convicts us, He doesn't condemn us. And there's a huge difference between convicting, which He'll gently let us know, or He'll sternly let us know, but He won't badger us, try and make us feel guilty and put us on a guilt trip. That's what the devil does. He's condemning the devil's condemning God convicts. But when we when we receive the the forgiveness that comes after we accept the cleansing of the blood, then we ensure that our heart is consistently in a consistently repentant heart and is always right in the eyes of God. So we've got to be consistently making sure our heart is right with God, because we never know when our last breath is going to be. Uh, Now, if nobody's ever told you God loves you and he has a great plan for your life, if you were to die today, God forbid, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? The Holy Bible reads, We have all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, and whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, Father, I pray for these people right now, listening that you will touch their hearts and make yourself real to them, do a quick work in their heart if they're not sure that they're that they're born again or that they would go to heaven if if they took their final breath right now, then Father, God, I pray. That they will receive you right now, Amen. Now, of those listening, if you're not sure that if you died this very second, if you would go to heaven, or you want to rededicate your life, or you just want to make sure because the devil's always lying to you, or you have sins of the heart hidden, sins of the heart that we are hidden to people, but that God God sees them because He sees our heart. And so if you have the unforgiveness, the bitterness, the jealousy, the anger, the malice, the hatred, the prejudice, the lust, whatever is going on that that is not okay with God, then and now is the time to make it right. Just repeat after me. Just say, "Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, forgive me of my sins, wash me, cleanse me." set me free Jesus I believe that you died for me I believe that you rose from the dead and are coming back again for me Fill me with the Holy Spirit give me a passion for the lost a hunger For the things of God And a holy boldness To preach the gospel Of Jesus Christ I am saved I am born again I am forgiven And I'm on my way to heaven Because I have Jesus In my heart Amen Now I As a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ I tell you today All of your sins are forgiven And all means all Always remember to run to God And not from God Because He loves you He loves you He loves you so much And He has a great plan for your life Now Knowing And now I spoke about You know, self-condemnation And it's hard to forgive ourselves sometimes Even though we're supposed to forgive 70 times 7 in one day And that includes ourselves So I just repeat this prayer to say, Jesus, I forgive everyone who's ever hurt, neglected, or abused me. It was not my fault. I forgive myself for anyone I ever hurt, neglected, or abused including myself. Jesus, I release these people and I receive your forgiveness, your joy, fill me with your joy, your peace and your love and send people to witness to the ones who have harmed me and bring them to you, Jesus. Amen. It feels good to forgive, doesn't it? Even if sometimes we have to forgive by faith, that's okay, too. Now, in uh, if you have any questions or comments or prayer requests, or if you want to just make a couple of comments or whatever the case may be, you can call me live right now in the studio at 646-668-2093. That is 646 668 2093. If you have any, also you can email me at Fire Talk Radio, the number two, at yahoo.com. That's Fire Radio 2 at yahoo.com. In Revelation 1, it speaks in in um Revelation one ten. It says and and John is speaking here, uh, the John the beloved, um uh, the disciple, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last And then it continues. And some versions of this, John talks about being wrapped, wrapped up in the glory. He's he's wrapped in the glory and he's in the Lord's day. And I'm just, I'm so grateful to these people who have so graciously allowed me to play their music One of my favorite ones from Zachary Smith called Realms of Glory. And I'm going to play that right now and then I'm going to come back and give you a couple of announcements. So you still have time to call in at 646-668-2093. 646-668-2093. have about 42 minutes left but I'm not necessarily going to use all that time. I just wanted to go ahead and and do that in case i'll be right back to you in a, in a few minutes
1: On the Lord's Day Wrapped up in your spirit Caught up and caught away Rebel Lord.
0: The only place to be is lost in the realms of glory of God in His presence, wrapped up in Him, in the secret place, in the hiding place, just just with Him. i so, so glad for the secret place, for the presence of God. Now, I want to let you know about a college as River Bible Institute and River School of Government, and also River School of Worship. And those are going to be starting up again in January. January, let me see, January, January, January. That would be January. I believe it starts January second but I don't wanna get you don't wanna be let's see here. New student orientation is January second and then the third quarter begins on the fifth of January. So um also that is uh let me see I'm gonna play just a brief clip for you here. And um, be right back with you.
1: On the east coast of Florida's Kennedy Space Center launching shuttles into outer space. Right here in Tampa, Florida, the west coast of Florida is a launch pad launching revivalists into the 21st century around the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you feel the call of God on your life, now we've got two schools here, the one called the River Bible Institute, the other one the River School of Worship and if you feel called to preach the gospel, the River Bible Institute is for you. If you're called in the music ministry and worship, the River School of Worship is for you. So don't put it off for another day or month. Sign up today.
0: And there you have it and you can go to riverbibleinstitute.com river school of worship. Dot .com river school of government.com and i have some exciting news if you feel you've got the call of god on your life and you do have the call of god on your life and you want to go to bible college or you want to go to the, the worship school, or you want to go to the government school um i have been authorized by the administration there to give away scholarships for the river bible institute and the river school of worship now, the River School of Government, I think you have to pay the tuition, but um there's a but I've been authorized to give scholarships away for the others, so I'm really excited about that and you can call you can check out the check out the ones on there you can call eight one three eight nine nine zero zero eight five excuse me and tell them that you got a scholarship from Deborah from Fire Talk Radio if you want to go to river school of government you can email them at r s g at revival dot com river school of worship you can email them at r s w at revival dot com and for river bible institute you can email them at r b i at revival dot com and also the address if you need to just if you need to um um write the Physical address is 3738 River International Drive, Tampa, Florida, 33610. And the fax is 813-971-0701. That's for the fax, 813-971-0701. Telephone is 813-899-0085. And that is for... The uh, direct line to the school, and if you can't hook up with them, you just call eight one three nine seven one nine 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 nine. That is eight one three nine seven one nine 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 nine, and then just ask for the for the college, the Bible College, and they'll they'll connect you over. And also, uh, there's RBI online that they're going to be working on to make available. Um, so that's another exciting thing. If you can't get to the United States, maybe you're in another country or maybe you're in a different state and just for whatever reason, you just can't come, where they're working on doing RBI online. So that's exciting. So, And it's exciting that you got a sponsorship, uh, and so a scholarship. So if you also, if you find, if you know of a friend, or a family member, or a neighbor, you, or you lead someone to the Lord and they've got the call of God on their life, then I've been authorized to tell you that you're authorized to give them a scholarship. How exciting is that? So you can give them a scholarship, and they they will be, uh, you know, and if they know of somebody, then they can give them a scholarship, and it just keeps on going and going and going like a ripple effect. So that's really, really exciting. So um and also if you uh the prayer line to the church that I go to is is 8668574837 that's 8668574837 and revival.com is the website is r-e-b-i-v-a-l dot com so you can you can go there and you can you can check it out and if you're anywhere in the area and you would like to have um, you would like to do you'd like to go to church and and check it out it's it's their their little slogan is not church as usual which is definitely the truth (laughs) So if you would like to go to church, you can check it out. We're Sunday at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. and then Wednesday midweek service at 7 p.m. So you're more than welcome to come and and check us out. And so uh, we would love to have you. And also to just, Tell you how much God loves you and He loves you, He loves you, He loves you. You're important to Him. You're valuable to Him so much so He sent His only begotten Son just for you. You're valuable, you're priceless. You're bought with His blood. So you are precious, you're valuable, you are accepted in the beloved, and you're important to Him and if you need to check us out, and uh, just go to blogtalkradio.com dot uh, forward slash Fire Talk Radio uh, Two, which is the number two, so Fire Talk Radio Two with the number two. So, you're more than welcome to check us out there. And I'm going to be playing at least one or two more songs, however I feel led or prompted to do, but. Just know, oh, and also a quick uh, reminder to let you know that uh, this um, series that I'm doing on the spiritual heart, I'm going to be continuing next Friday at the same time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I'm going to be continuing it then next Friday, and I look forward to, to having you here with me again. And then on Monday, we'll be Healing as the Children's Bread with Dr. Frank Summerall and myself both teaching uh Dr. Frank Summerall will do the first hour and then I'll do the second hour and we kind of get together and of course the Holy Ghost is one is the, is is the teacher so but um it's a 2 hour show and uh with both Frank and myself uh so I I look forward to having you there on Monday and then Tuesday Dr. Frank Summerall will be hosting his own Bible study for about an hour from six p.m. Eastern Standard Time To 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time So that will be That will be Monday 8 p.m. Eastern Tuesday 6 p.m. Eastern Friday 8 p.m. Eastern And uh, we'll see where the Lord takes it from there Now I will be happy to have you join me then And I'm going to go to some music now So I love you God loves you. And remember, all things are possible with God. Oh, and I feel prompted to pray real quick for you all. Father God, I just thank you for these precious people who have taken the time to listen. May your anointing touch them. May they feel your presence. Lord, if they're grieving in any way, area, or any shape or form, Father God, whatever that grieving is, Lord, I thank you that you are the comforter you are our comforter. I thank you that you touch their hearts right now, Father God. I thank you that you touch them. You give them peace. Go where the knife of man can't go and wrap them in your arms of love, like like Zachary Smith was singing about. Lord, let me live wrapped in the uh, wrapped up in you. Wrap them in your arms, Lord, in, in your realms of glory in your presence. And I and I thank you for that. I, I, I thank you that there was a prayer request for somebody for their mother that had a heart attack a couple of days ago, and I told them I'd pray. So, uh, prayer warriors out there, please pray for that person. That um, that uh, uh, that they have strength, and that they uh, that they live, and that we speak to that heart, command that heart to live. We speak to the blood, command the blood to live, and we command that person to live in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for that, Father. You sent your word and healed us from all our diseases and delivered us out of all our destructions. So I thank you, Father, right now that you send your word. I thank you for touching them and healing them and giving peace to the family, peace to the the, the family that this is for. And I thank you, Lord, that where the discord has been sowed, that it shall be peace and harmony. Where discord has been sowed And Lord I just thank you For loving us I thank you that it, um, I thank you for, for all kinds of blessings I seek prosperity, blessings Favor, love Peace, joy Comfort Everything that your people need that are listening Lord And for the person who, who, who may have um, Their cat has been Very sick and that may seem like unimportant to some people but it's it's in, what's important to us is very important to god because even the little things like our favorite colors are important to god so i pray that you give peace to this person and if they've lost a cat that you give them peace as well father god because little things are important to you as well and lord that you just keep everyone safe be about them as a wall of fire and i thank you that your angels are encamped around them camped around us and that they bear us up in their hands as so said, we dash our foot against our stone. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for it, Father God, that and so much more in Jesus' name. Amen. And once again you are loved, you're accepted in the beloved. I love you. God loves you. And we're gonna play I'm gonna play some music and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hands. And envelop you in his love.
1: Wounded and forsaken, I was shattered by. Oh
0: for listening to Fire Talk Radio.